Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, May 19, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? First and foremost, the line running across the horizontal line that looks kind of blurry, like it's almost two lines. That's there for a reason. There's a method to the madness. We'll get to that later on. What we're going to do is take a look at the big picture from a daily chart perspective. Then we'll drill down. We'll look around the horn. But what's jumping off the page on the daily chart? Well, they spiked into the 50-period moving average. They ran a test of the former lows. They didn't break the lows. They ran a bona fide test. That's essentially what that horizontal trend line is all about. Again, we'll get to that later. It was a successful test. They bounced off the 50-period moving average, and they're headed to fill the gap that was left open from Tuesday's close. Does that mean the market is bullish? No. That means they're going to fill a gap. That doesn't mean it's bullish. It doesn't mean it's bearish. We don't know. What they do at the gap is going to tell the tale. What does that mean? Let's say on Thursday, they open well above the gap and they begin running a test of that breakdown candle high right around 416 or so. Well, think about that for a moment. We talked about it last night. That's also coinciding with the 20-period moving average. So A, if they're up there on the first run, it should be overhead resistance. However, if they hang out up there, they begin closing candles up there, short-term candles, and then an hourly candle, and then if they close a daily candle above there, they've turned the trend back in the upward direction. Technically speaking, there would be nothing wrong with the tape, nothing wrong with this chart if they got back above the 20-period moving average. It's not that they're going to do it in one fell swoop, but this is what would happen if we found the market trading above the gap. That would be the next objective up north. We play the umpires, so let's call some balls and strikes. What about the other side? Well, they can fill the gap. They cannot fill the gap. Either way, they can do that and get rejected and go back down. All in all, giving up this low at 404 is really a line in the sand. Daily closes below 404, and that's a shot across the bow that tells everybody, hey, we may be in for the real corrective phase. Right now, we had another rescue operation today. Here you can see a 15-minute chart. That was the gap left open from Tuesday. They're gapping down AM. That means ante-meridium, I believe it's Latin for before midday. That's AM this morning. You'll see the 405.73 down to 405.31. That's on the screen. They didn't quite get to the 31. They got to 33. Low of day is 405.33. We're going to get to inside the numbers where you're going to see that was the buy zone. Let's take a moment to get a snapshot of a couple of other charts just so that we can get another perspective from the outside looking in. After the market closed, let's just take a snapshot of what happened. Now, these things were happening while the market was open. That's why we look at a wide variety of charts. What do I mean by all this? Well, 
We talked about the 50-period moving average on the daily chart. We have a 100-period moving average on the 240-minute chart. Simultaneous that they're coming into a 50-day moving average, they're coming into the 100-period on the 240 chart. And let's not leave out the 200-period moving average on the 120-minute chart. You can see what was going on. You had a gap that was being filled. Yes, it was around the former lows, so it's not an easy trade. It is a more aggressive trade. They're filling a gap. They're coming in to spike through some moving averages from longer time frames. So on a longer time frame, it takes a longer time to actually materialize what's going to happen. If they're going to spike through a moving average on a 240 chart, they have how long to do it. Well, they can do it over more than one candle, but if they're going to do it in one candle, they have 240 minutes to make that happen. Filling a gap, three moving averages, what has the better odds? Are the better odds that they're just going to fall out of bed and blow through everything, blow through the gap, blow through the lows from the other day, blow through all three moving averages, and just continue going lower? Obviously, that can happen. It has happened. It will happen again. But what has the higher probability that you're going to see at least an attempt at a rescue operation or the blow through? The higher probability is the attempt at the rescue operation with what I like to call a full stack. Three moving averages, filling a gap, former low, running a test, all that stuff from an intraday perspective speaks to you should get a bounce. Now, all that's easy to say after the fact. What about before the fact? What were we talking about before price got to the important spot? What were the important numbers? What was on the board for Inside the Numbers members? We'll circle back to stocks on the move. First and foremost, it's hump day. Last night, they tested the futures daily chart breakup candle low that we mentioned in last night's video. Just as a refresher, remember that specific candle. We were talking about this low, 41.05 and a quarter. Last night, they tested it. They bounced off of it. Then they gave up the ghost. Then they came into the 50-period moving average. But of note, there's always a method to the madness. Where did they close today? Or where are they right now as I make this video? 41.07.25, that low was 41.05.25. They got significantly below that, but they had a rescue operation. They fought back to the low of the breakup candle. Funny how that works. Either way, that had my attention. All right, let's move along. Let's see what we have in the early thoughts. What's going on early in the morning? They will assign a reason why markets are down. Do we care what it is? No, we're just setting the table for the day, trying to get you to focus on what's important and leave alone what's not important. Who cares what the reason is? Knowing the reason isn't going to make you any money. Besides, the reason is debatable. Just because the media says a reason is a reason doesn't mean that's the reason. Opening the day above or below 407 will tell the early tale. It's important for a variety of reasons. Now, pay attention to this. Below that, we've got a zone between 405.75 and 
30. So zero dark 30 in the morning, and today this was up probably 7.30 or before. That's a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ante Meridium. But right out of the gate, before the opening bell is even near, most people haven't even thought about turning on the coffee maker. We've got two numbers on the board, uber important. 407, 405.75 down to 405.30, a little bit of a zone. With a pickup in volatility, we'll get large swings in both directions. Around the opening bell, Trick and Company will be out in full force to conduct a mind-bender operation. Awareness. How will they do this? They make it look like the opposite of what was happening a few minutes ago is now happening. Then, the other thing will happen again. Umpire. Awareness. Both sides. Side one. Buy the dip crowd could show up at or in front of 407. Side number two. One day, the buy the dip crowd will be issued a pie in the face and the market will continue lower and begin a real corrective phase. That didn't happen, but that's always an open awareness. Now, there was a lot of information in the early thoughts. Let's get a handle from a visual perspective. All right, here's what we've got. We've got a vertical line. Right of it is today's activity. We're looking at a five-minute chart. So the first line is 407. Where did we open the day? Opening print was 406.92. Now, remember, this is like two hours removed from when that post was made. We know what the important numbers are. Do you? Now, let's think about a couple of other things. We know where we're looking for an important zone. The top end of it is about 405.75. Also, they're going to make it look like the opposite of what is happening a few minutes ago is now happening, and then they're gonna do the other thing. What does all that mean? This is what it means. They open the day below 407. Now, most people aren't paying attention to that. They have no idea 407 even exists. However, what they also don't know is by coming up short over here, the low was 405.84. They didn't satisfy the thing. 405.73 was the thing. They started trading away. That's the part where they make it look like they're doing one thing, but yet a few minutes later, they're doing the other thing. That's when they come back down and finally do the thing. They satisfy and fulfill the objective. First, they make it look like a fake out. They make it look like they're going to come up short and they're going to take off to the upside. Why do they do that? A, by the way, this is sponsored by the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew. They do that so that they suck in the Johnny-come-latelys. Once they suck in enough Johnny-come-latelys hopping on board, looking for a ride, they hit them again, and the Johnny-come-latelys get a pie in the face. They have to get out of the trade. They finally satisfy the number, and then they take off to the upside without Johnny-come-lately. Johnny-come-lately was licking his wounds. I'm giving you this stuff the way the market works before the market opens. You look at the tape, you get the assessment, you go through your pre-game warm-up, and you come out with a game plan. The early thoughts, most times, is the game plan. We're moving along. Now, as we move along, what you're going to see is exactly what we just went over. You saw the tape, you saw what happened, you saw the numbers, all that stuff. What I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, double-check the work, make sure I'm not full of nonsense. Here, 9.42, they did the thing where they come up short and leave many traders at the altar. Ouch. 
Ouch means I'm not in the trade. They're going to do it without me if they're going to come up short of a number I'm waiting on. I'm not going to chase the market around. If they get back above or inside 407, then we know that that's what I like to call a recapture in the northern direction that could promote more buying. 947. They're either going to run a retrace of a short-term candle or tail candle, or they're going to do a better job at fulfilling the number. If they come back down, it's not the same trade, meaning the top end of the zone. However, closer to the lower portion, around 405.30 down to 405, would be of interest from an aggressive trade perspective. Remember, they're teetering on the former lows. They could break through, so I've got to put that in there. You have to know that it's not an easy trade. It is an aggressive trade. Let's move along, see what else we've got. It started to quiet down. The early excitement wore off. Pushing above 407 opens the door for at least a run toward 410. Now think about that for a moment. We're below 407. I'm talking about $3 away, which is 30 S&P handles. Again, with the visual, this top line is now 410. There's a method to the madness. I wouldn't have brought up 410 unless it was on the table. We're moving along. They started to come back down. Just in case, remember this from the 947 post. Closer to the lower portion would be of interest from an aggressive trade perspective. No chasing. So far, the low is 405.33, so obviously they came down to do the thing. No accidents or coincidences right here. They should get a bounce from down there or slightly lower as prescribed. Now think about this for a moment. While I knew they could always go lower, there were no other numbers discussed lower than this. I felt this would hold. I was trying to insinuate in the most obvious possible manner I could that they're going to bounce out of there. Traders who are long the SPY or equivalent down there need to book profit along the way. 407 or slightly in front would be a good idea. Now think about this again. We picked up the low of day. Whoever bought the market down and around there, within pennies, whatever it was, picked up the market around the low of day. It's not easy to do. Most traders looked at it like a falling knife. Is it a falling knife, or were they headed to a destination? When you get a destination with a full stack, how do you not take the trade? They're not all going to win, but if you don't take the trade, you don't give yourself an opportunity to win the majority of the trades since the majority of full stacks are going to win. Think about this. This could be the morning pivot. It could be the low of day. It could be a fake-out operation. We have to always be aware of both sides. We don't know, but getting back above 407 and closing candles above would produce another leg higher. This is the bona fide tour guide information. We're moving along. Now, you can pause the video and read the notes, go back to the charts, double-check my work. I urge you to do so. There's only one more thing that I really want to highlight. It's up a little bit more. It's in the afternoon time frame. So read this stuff. Pause the video. Read this stuff for yourself. See if I'm full of nonsense or not. We had 409 on the board, said that should be resistance. They did stop at 409 before continuing to 410. So there it is. After taking a break at the way station at 409, they're trying to now push higher 410. We were talking about these numbers all day long. 
But that's not really what I wanted to highlight. A little after 1.30, what do we have now? They're pulling back off 4.10. But where to? Where would support be? We don't know if they'll get there. Now remember, this is around 1.30. Remember, they got to 4.10, and here's 1.30. They're just underneath 4.10. We don't know if they'll get there, but if they do, 4.0810, give or take, should represent an area where buyers should show up for a bounce. Now the 407 line becomes 408.10, and then you say, how you doing? We have the numbers. We don't know if they'll get there, but if they do, 408.10, give or take, should represent an area where buyers should show up for a bounce. You think? And we're moving along. I'll take you into the end of the day. You can read the notes. You get the point. This stuff is for real. If you're active at all trading the market during the trading day, this information is of value, period, full stop. List of stocks on the move today, only two came into their price objectives. The rest did not. Now, when the market's getting killed on the verge of a meltdown operation in the pre-market, I've got to select stocks with numbers that are slightly farther away, that aren't so close to the opening bell. Well, unfortunately, the first two came close during the opening bell because the stocks opened below the first number. This is what happens in an active pre-market session. So the first one that said jump target, and I don't know if you could see that on the right, but it opened below the target. That's why we have a dotted line tonight, something new. 2021 was on the board. They opened just below it, so they were hovering. Then they started selling off close to the opening bell. Then they opened below, then they screwed us over, and they ripped them higher, and that was the end of it. That happens. It is what it is. Were there some traders that hopped on anyway? Of course there were. Did I do that? Do I do that? No, I don't. I don't chase stuff around. They either do it in the manner in which I'm accustomed to, or I leave it alone, and I just wait for the next trade, which is always right around the corner. FCX was a similar but different story getting a haircut at the opening bell, 41.50 was the first number on the board, 40.65 was the second. Remember, why are there two? Why are there two or three? Because I can make an equal case because the numbers are there for different reasons. If I have two numbers close together and I can make an equal case that it could be either number today, then I'm gonna put both up and it becomes a zone. It's that simple. It opened below the first number, they came into the second number, spiked it through by a little bit, turned around, went back to the first number, officially did the deal, and then some. At the end of the day, from second entry, which was really first entry, it was a full dollar maximum gain until it turned around at the end of the day. Know thy numbers. What about Camp IWM? There's a couple of things going on. There's more than a couple of things going on. A, we're below three out of the four moving averages that I like to follow. That's trouble for the IWM. Could they get back above this week and close the gap and start working on the convergence of the 20 and the 50? Of course they can. They haven't yet, but they can. They're below, it's trouble until they're back above. That's the way we have to look at it. So there's a couple of other things. The volume was okay, it was about average. We're gonna call it average volume. The average 90-day volume is 29 million shares. Today was 31. It's a margin of error. That's an average volume day. But they did finish at the highs of the day. 
Does that have anything to do with the strength of the IWM? Shenanigans, end of day shenanigans? Well, here's a 10 minute chart and they did essentially grind up all day. So they put in a low and grind it up. It's not like they shot up in the last five minutes at the end of the day to finish at the highs of the day. So you have to give it the tip of the cap and say, hey, they grind it up to finish at the highs of the day. That's at least a positive from that individual thing perspective. Weekly chart. What am I watching? I know it's Wednesday, but guess what? I'm watching 217.67. Where are we now? 217.95. We were below that last week. We were already below that today, making a low of 214.05. I'm watching that number like a hawk. The rest of this back and forth, it's okay, but at the end of the week, that's going to tell the tale. Remember, the weekly chart is much more important than a daily chart, about five times more important. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, interesting. So you see what happened here. What's jumping off the page on the daily chart? Well, a couple of things, right out of the chute. They have a tail candle. There's three things, right? Tail candle, they ran a test of a break up candle low, 15,369 and change. They ran that test. They finished well above it. They also spiked through the 20 period moving average and finished above that. All in all, you have to say based on the tail, the test of the breakup candle low and finishing back above the 20 after being considerably below it, you have to say that's all three positives for the transports. Today's low now becomes a short term line in the sand. They give up today's low on hourly closes, daily close, watch out below. How about the folks out in Silicon Valley? Some interesting developments here. So the trend on the daily chart is down. You're below three out of the four moving averages. But also, look what happened today. They ran a test of the lows, successful test. They finished near the highs. They filled the gap left open from yesterday. That's interesting, but you need follow through. In order to make any hay whatsoever, they have to get back above at minimum at minimum to get going, back above the 100 and the 50 period moving average. Without that, no dice. Bare minimum, call it 326, is what they have to recapture on hourly closes and then daily close. 326, or no dice. Similar but not the same. This is the financials, the XLF. Similar to the transports, but not the same. Ran a test of a breakup candle low, ran a test of the 20 period moving average, finished on the highs, but did not fill the gap left open from yesterday. Doesn't matter one way or the other, that's just what happened, just not as strong in the cues, which did fill the gap, but the cues, the transports, the XLF, all look very similar, and when we look at the weekly chart, what we also notice is they're teetering. Are they going to give up or recapture the weekly chart 20 period moving average comes in just north of 325. Chances are, before the week is out, unless we wake up to an all out collapse, chances are you're going to find the cues retesting 325 or more. And back to the XLF, that gap above is obviously a target. Unless we wake up to some kind of a collapse, they're going to go and fill that gap. 3742 is the number. Smash Mouth, again, well below the moving averages, finished well off the lows, running a test of the former lows, 
finishing at the highs, but significantly below the moving averages. It's positive that they finished positive on the day. We could have done this on other charts. I'm going to do it, or I saved it for Smash Mouth. Keep in mind, you still have a move lower, and you still have a bearish, wedgish, flaggish kind of thing working. Just because you had a day where they finished on the highs after being all the way down here, big positive day at the end of the day, doesn't mean anything has changed from this standpoint. We have to look at all sides. We look at both sides. We are the umpire calling balls and strikes. Also, back to the SPY daily chart, remember what the title of last night's video was. Another low coming up. Was today another low? Was this a retest and a good test, a higher low, and they make another attempt to rally again? It's on the table. We don't know yet, but it's one of the scenarios on the table. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.